Freeman Karama here with a quick infomercial and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Eurema Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. I looked a different shade, and she was a different shade, and then they want to bring that in. And it was just so, it's such a diabolical, sinister mindset that they have, that they want to destroy any confidence or any um, unification building that we have. And now we're at a point, as you said, and the room says, it is a declaration of war. It is a spiritual war. We have to tell our kids, we have to teach our kids that it is more than what we see than the eyes see. It is a spiritual war. And they want to keep us separated. But yeah, we got some chicken heads still running around out here. But there's so many more of us that are waking up and that are coming together because our power together is is just, you can't even magnify it. Like you can't even, it's explosive. You know, and, and that's what they don't want to have. So I, I give thanks for, you know, brother, for when you have rooms like this, uh, I give thanks for people who come to this room, who even if they're not coming to the stage, they're sitting there, they're absorbing this knowledge because they're going to take this out. And that's what we have to do. We're soldiers, you know, and it's a war. So we all have our, our roles in the war. And you're one of the generals. And I'm just grateful that we have this place to come and congregate and go back out and do our work. Well said, sir. Well said. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, so, on, real quick, on another note, <laughs> uh, runaways not welcome. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just. It's. It's history. I mean, don't don't be mad at me, but 
I, I just, it's just my obligation to put, put the information out. Um, and because it's my obligation to put the information out, people will say, well, you know, you're being divisive, Urema. I will say that my ancestor, John Henry Clark, Dr. John Henry Clark, said we have no friends. Hashtag that. So I'm not being divisive. I'm just going on what I know to be a fact. We have no friends. So uh, examples abound in Mexican history of laws and circulars designed to prevent the immigration or settlement of Africans in Mexico. In 1833, the Mexican consul Francisco Pizarro Martinez refused to grant immigration rights to free blacks from Texas because his view, people of color, were immoral and lazy. In the 1920s, the Mexican Ministry of the Interior, Gobernación, issued a circular prohibiting African Americans in the United States from crossing the international border for even a brief visit to Mexico. The measure prohibiting persons of the black race from immigrating to Mexico applies to the entire border in such a way that no American citizen, citizen of his race can spend even a few hours of recreation in any of the Mexican border towns. The Mexican consul in San Antonio, perhaps in response to pressure from the NAACP, recommended to the foreign minister that citizens of La Raza Negra the black race, be allowed to visit Mexico within a zone of 13 miles along the border for a period of three days. The foreign ministry relented and agreed to allow black Americans to visit Mexican border cities, but reduced the time of their cross-border visits from proposed three days to 14 hours and stressed that they be allowed only occasional visits. ungrateful ass people after Africans that freed Mexico. Yeah, I, um, I think, uh, you know, history, we got to keep history in perspective because uh, sometimes, you know, when we, you know, Negro peons, they, they, they fight for certain groups of people except themselves. Um, there's a lot of Negro peons out here who are fighting for everybody else except except us um, and that's part of that that's part of that that white person in them Kareem that that they have yet to lynch that they have yet to get out and so um, <laughs> they uh, they do a lot of fighting talking about immigrants yeah the, the immigrants need to come over then when the immigrants take all the jobs and then you come to find out that back in the day when your ass and your ancestors were getting lynched, they wouldn't even allow immigration for you and yours. Hmm. Sad thing, isn't it? We got people right now who were on the Biden gravy train. Oh, we got to, yeah, you got to let the immigrants in. Some of those people don't have jobs now. Matter of fact, some of those people, the immigrant took their job. It's unfortunate that some of those who the immigrant took their job, those people are still too fucking stupid right now to see it. They still don't see what the fuck they, what the fuck they did, and the part that they played in it. But it's I'm just a guy that's here to give the information. You know what I mean? Just thought I'd put that out there. And 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 look it up. 
Look it up. The, 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 look it up. Look it up. Exactly. The, black, the blacks who freed Mexico, jstore.org. Look it up. Right. If you want, mm. if you want to go, if you if you need to watch something, go go on YouTube and watch Blacks in Latin America, Mexico. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. And even even uh, even the Haitians, even the Haitians, they were sending they were sending people into South America to train to help some of the South Americans, man. After they defeated the Europeans, they the Haitians defeated the three greatest European armies on the on, on the planet at the time: Spain, Britain, and France. They just didn't have any help with the economic war. Didn't have any help with the economic war, but they sure they sure knew what the hell they was doing when it came to physical warfare. And nobody helped them, man. Nobody helped them. And they they went they went and started helping other groups of people. Even though South America was predominantly black at that time, let's not get that twisted. They were still helping them whitewashed and blacked out. They started with Argentina. The Germans started going there and whitewashing and blacking out. You got to look at the history of Argentina and how they how they started annihilating the blacks over there. Oh, yeah. the worst, the worst. Yeah, Argentina, a... the worst. Promised them, promised them they go fight that that they would that they would get they would get citizenship. They would they would be free. And sent yeah. them to go fight, and they fought and won, <laughs> and won. Oh man, Argentina is one of the worst stories ever. Yeah. And then you got, then you got this. I mean, this is, you know, New York will offer one-time payment of up to fifteen thousand six hundred dollars. This is coming from the New York Times. Now, this ain't Yurima Karama. This is coming from the New York Times. Blacks wanted blacks wanted Biden in office. They said Trump was too racist. I'm like, fucking what white president hasn't been racist? I what what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But this is New York will offer one-time payments of up to $15,600 to undocumented immigrants undocumented immigrants who lost work during the pandemic. The effort, a $2.1 billion fund in the state budget is by far the biggest of its kind in the U.S. But, but, but black folks ain't got to dive in reparations. But they wanted racist Biden in. The same guy. So, so what I think, this is what I think, and I, I could be wrong, D., Dave, you entered the stage. This is what I think. I think, and I I could be wrong, but I'm usually spot on on these things, guys. I think that blacks wanted Biden in so that he could write more crime bills and lock more black people up. I think that that's why they wanted him in. I, I, I don't think that they was expecting anything. I think that they really wanted him to write more crime bills. And they figured, well, damn, he's got Kamala with him. They're, they're, they're really, they can really write crime bills now. And then you got the, these, these, uh, then you got the Asians here. 
He supported the study of reparations. <laughs> he supported he so we'll we'll study it. We'll we'll study this. That study could go on for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Undocumented imp- immigrants. Negroes got fourteen hundred dollars stimulus. Undocumented immigrants, fifteen thousand six hundred bucks. <sighs> and the Mexicans wouldn't even let wouldn't even let our ancestors come over. Wouldn't even let our ancestors come over. But those are the same ones. Those are the same ones coming over right now, taking jobs. Yeah. Those are the same ones that black people were screaming, oh man, you got them in, you got them in immigration camps. Oh my goodness. When black and brown power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black and brown power. When the Mexicans ain't screaming that shit. They ain't screaming that. They ain't thinking about no black and brown power. Yeah, them was the same ones, the same ones when 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 black men, when large groups of black men were being locked up out there in Cali, they were going through killing black women, running them out the neighborhoods, taking over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. That's documented. You don't have to take my word for it. Ask some of your family from Cali how that shit went down when black men was getting locked up and the Mexican boys was still out there, how they was treating them sisters out there. And them sisters' children. See, this shit is, it, it's, we've been at war. We've been at war. This shit didn't just start. There's just been too much partying and too much drinking and too much fucking weed smoking and too much pussy licking and all of that going on for people to see the forest for the trees. Been at war, man. Been at it. Dave, what's good? You on? Yeah, peace, family. Peace, family. Um, when I look at this situation that's going on, everything comes down to, um, well, for one, as a community, we're childish when it comes down to politics. The need to include everyone. Like, even the phrase black and brown is already an uh, issue to begin with because even, um, I think, up to this week, you had AOC... Alexandria Cortez talking about giving reparations to the um, the migrants' um, children at the border, something along that lines. But the mm-hmm. problem that comes into play is when you when you use phrases POC, minorities, uh, people of color, um, black and brown. Now they're gonna think that all right, we could piggyback and we could take that over one time. And what tends to happen? We allow those things to happen. And that's the problem at play. It's exclusivity all the time. It's kumbaya all the time. For some of the Negroes, it's exotic sex. So for one, as long as they get it in there, you know, oh, it's good to go with me. We're extremely childish. Like, 
even with the situation with the 15,600 from New York City, I live in New York City. Each minute they raising the damn price on MTA talking about they don't have no money, but $2.1 billion showed up to give to, to, to individuals that would not be classified as citizens. Somebody might say that that is heartless, but I'll tell you this right now. You can't go in any other country's government and get any type of aid. That's not happening. If you don't have at least a permanent residency, you're not getting none of those benefits. That's that's for one. More than half of the black population, more than half of the homeless population is black right now. They ain't making one dollar yet. But the problem that comes into play is we don't we don't put a line on who is part of that group. Mm. Being exclusive is it's literally political survival. You can't bring everybody to the fucking cookout. That's the problem right there. We love a fucking cookout. Somebody <laughs> say something nice like a Jane Elliott. Oh, she's in the cookout. Somebody yep. say something that's remotely black, they in the cookout. We also got to real- realize as well, we have to be able to pinpoint some of these sellout politicians. Black people being getting killed continuously in this country globally. I'm just going to specifically talk for New York. Well, we had how many race, racial ambushes, even up to last year, where you had a um, um, the um, mayor de Blasio had enacted um, pretty much fines and arrests for anyone that's doing any type of COVID violations if they're above the numbers. And you already know where they was at. It was in the black community. They had a video that occurred last year where you had a Hispanic, um, Hispanic cop beating the hell out of this black kid. You feel me? That wasn't classified as a hate crime, but when we had the Asian community have their ploy of um, the attacks, our black attorney general states decides to create a hotline specifically for Asians. When I asked this was getting whooped for God knows how long in New York City. But a problem I come into play, we think because it's a black space. You feel me? They on, they on, they on, they on code. And that's the problem. You got to vet the politicians you put it in there. Stop mm-hmm. voting with emotions. Stop voting Democrat just because it's Democrat. And then when somebody like me asks you what's the policies, you get offended. You know, you know how many people that I personally know when I ask them why you voting for Jim Crow Joe, they told me shut the hell up. We got to get Trump out. Mm-hmm. And my, these are so-called degree-carrying individuals. I'm wondering, did you steal that shit? Because clearly them analytical skills you learned in school don't apply to politics. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that comes into play a lot of these times. And we have to realize that shit. Now, for, personally for me, I don't even believe the fucking vote even work anymore. Especially now. Like, after this after this administration, the vote is not going to matter anymore. Mm-hmm. They're coming in here to dilute the numbers, especially the voting block of the black community right now. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's, that's what is occurring right now. It's, it's to the point where free money is being handed. There's no way on this planet where we'll be able to go somewhere and they're going to be giving money to people, to non-citizens. That does not exist. That does not exist. For one. So, like, we, like, we, I don't, I don't, I really don't even understand the situation. At this point, the best bet for us to do, if there's some way for us to build our own community where we can control everything within that proximity, that's the goal right now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. in in New York City, like the, the black numbers is dwindling there. 
it's, it's dwindling there. Like the voting block is going to be dwindling there. So that's what one thing people got to realize. And those major cities, they're going to dilute the black numbers over there. It's coming. And mind you, I want everyone to understand, for anybody that voted for Jim Crow Joe and Chucks and Pearls um, Harris, yo, we only in the fourth month right now. This is the, this is the scary part. We're only in month four of this presidency. And look how much things have changed. You ask any of these, um, the, the, the Biden sexuals, what they voted for. They can't tell you. You can ask them, did you know what he signed within three days? Where, for example, you may have somebody from the, 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 the alphabet community now can go against biological women. Did you know that? No, they didn't know that. And this, and that's, that's literally the issue right there. Mm. It's too many, it's too much ignorance right now. People just following trends and they falling into these same traps. And that's the problem that's coming to play. And it's going to have to be some type of separation intellectually, physically, and definitely spiritually right yeah. now. And that's on everything. That's facts. And, 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 and to your point, Dave, to your point, um, to your point, there are over there are 10,000 black elected officials in America. I repeat, there are 10,000 black elected officials in America. Hispanics and Asians combined don't have anywhere near that many elected officials, but both of those groups are doing better than black people across the board. These boule yeah. niggas, these boule <laughs> niggas, these bitch niggas, boule niggas is selling us out. I told you, they gatekeepers. They gatekeepers to do masses work. They gatekeepers. Malcolm told us that. Malcolm told us that. These niggas ain't shit, man. How do you have 10,000 black elected officials and we in the condition we in? Where fucking Asians can come over and get 50 some million dollars and undocumented immigrants can come over and get fucking $15,000 because the pandemic put, come on. I mean, I mean, <laughs> these niggas and sold they sold to the devil and it's clear as day it's clear as day anybody coming up talking to me telling me that they're running for office I laugh they can't even have that conversation with me That's I, you're not going to get in and change the system you're not going to get in and change the system because first of all the system is going to the system even to let you in is going to have something on you that if you try any type of thing, they're going to pull out that Epstein tape. They're going to have something on you. And if they don't have something on you, they're going to invite you to that party. They're going to invite you to that political party up there in DC that they have. Somebody's going to spike your drink or something's going to go on. Might come by and nudge you and ah, you slipped your drink. You don't know that you just got hit with a little pinch of a little something. Then the next day you're waking up like, damn, what the hell happened? I didn't think I drank that much. And you're, they, they didn't, they didn't created your fucking Epstein video. Just, just, like, just the like they did that sister. Huh? Just like they do in, in Hollywood in the hip hop industry. Same shit. Yeah. They're not letting anybody in there to change the system. Cynthia McKinney, they got her out. 
and the, and, the, and the Congressional Black Caucus did not have her back. Them niggas did not have their back. Them, them bitch-ass niggas did not have her back. Them sellout niggas, man. Facts. All of them niggas just should get total disrespect. Total disrespect, because they just bitch niggas. They bitch niggas. I just call that shit how it is, man. I don't got no respect for none of them. God don't respect, God don't respect devils on that level. God don't respect devils on that level. Also as well, another situation you got to put into hand is, as I state, it always come back to the symbolism. Like, for example, I don't know if y'all heard about that case with the Peter Liang, Peter Liang and the Kai Gurley years ago. So, you know, it was, a, it was a, a whole bunch of raving going on in Brooklyn that they mm-hmm. elected Ken Thompson. And then, obviously, this case shows up. So, you know, obviously, it, it gets it goes to indictment. The jury's created. We actually get a, a guilty verdict. On, on, I think it was a manslaughter charge, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, all of a sudden, the Asian community comes together nationally yeah. to, come, to come protest in heavy numbers. And I don't know what they did to Ken Thompson behind the scenes. I, I remember even seeing a clip from a newscasting where they said Ken Thompson would never hold another political position, right? While they was protesting, there was, a, there was a guy that says this on the camera. And then all of a sudden, when the verdict comes out, he offers up 800 hours of community service for killing a black man. Then with that situation at hand, later on that summer, all of a sudden they find, I think he ended up having to resign because they said that there's some misuse of funds and that he ended up uh, transitioning the next year. But it's always come back to what I tell black people. You cannot you cannot vote based off of skin color when it comes down to certain things. You gotta vote your interests. But what ends up happening? You see somebody that looked like you with a white a mindset. They're like mm. a white chocolate Hershey bar. You gotta understand that. That was a a high disappointment. Once again, I'm not shocked. That's what tends to happen. We had so many black politicians for the last 50, 60 years. If it was based off of politics, we probably would be equal to everyone. But it's not based off of that because what ends up happening, these Negroes get in office and talk, start talking about POC. And then you end up getting the last piece of the pie. Mm. That's what ends up happening. Your own, mm-hmm. your own politics. Like, I can guarantee if I go on any site that's pertaining to a specific group, they're talking specifically for that community. You go on the, N- the NAACP, they got everybody in there. POC, minority, black and brown coalition, even after the situation that occurred in Harlem, Chicago, and L.A. during the George Floyd ri- um, riots, where they was chasing black people out of the neighborhood, but they still screaming black and brown. Mm-hmm. Come on. You got to realize this. It's, it's literally okay to look out for your best interests. If the energy is not being reciprocated. You already gave out free offers for, for decades on end. It's time to focus on you. And for the ones that's not with that type of time, we just going to move you aside. That's it. Mm-hmm. I just got this in too. Uh, K-Ream, this might, this is a, 
again, I don't, I, you know, I don't know, but it just says uh, DMX got the vaccine when they opened it up for people over 50. He got it so that he could travel and perform, stuff like that. Everyone in the news keeps saying that DMX had a drug overdose. How do they know? I'm in the family, and no doctor told me anything about an overdose. Yes, he had past issues with drugs, but nobody knows that he had an OD. It's fucked up that it's being reported like that. He took that vaccine, and he had a heart attack. I'm not saying the vaccine did it, but he never had a heart attack before. So what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, um, common sense tells me that if he's never had a heart attack before, see, we, we gotta, we gotta stop playing stupid, man, because that, that's, that's another vestige. That's another vestige of the system of white racism, where it has us second guessing ourselves, second guessing our own intellect, uh, 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 seeing shit for what it is, but then wanting to kind of uh, 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 put up barriers and, and, and blinds to, to, you know, get on some intellectual, well, let's let's make sure that this shit is what it is. No, it's shit, nigga. That's what you're seeing. It's fucking shit. It's manure. Yeah, so if he's never had a heart attack before and he took the back, he took the jab and he had a heart attack, yeah, it's the back. Let's stop being stupid, man. It's the back, because unless you know what's in the back, how are you going to discount that? This man had gotten his weight back. I don't know if y'all saw his latest video, but he got his weight back. He was looking healthy, yeah. looking ready to go. So if he had a fucking heart attack and he's used drugs in the past and he ain't had no goddamn heart attack. And he took this back. Yeah, it was the fucking back. And how do we know it was the back? Because we got cases. Well, how we know it's the back is the first week I started talking about it when we first started on, on the Wake Up Radio, the numbers were at 600 and something who were dead. The following week, it was at 900 and something who were dead. The following week after that, it was at 1,200 and some people who were dead. And the numbers keep climbing. And then that was just the people that were dead. There was also numbers for the fucking people that were catching allergic reactions to the shit. There was also numbers for the people who were going to be debilitated or, 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 or fucked off basically for life, for lack of a better term. They were, their limbs and stuff were just, just, they're just jacked up for life. There was numbers for all of those categories and I gave the numbers every week. So when we sit here and we see a brother who was getting his life back, who was healthy, and all of a sudden... He's taking a shot. It wouldn't even have. It, I wouldn't care if it wasn't the back. It could have been anything, man. They shot some aspirin. They they he couldn't take it by mouth, so they chopped some damn bare aspirin up and shot it in him. That's what he fucking died from. Then, the fuck is you talking about? Because had they not shot the goddamn bear aspirin in his arm, would he fucking still be here? Would he have had a heart attack? Niggas need to stop acting stupid, man. They'd be making excuses for these crackers, man. They shot that man. That's what he died from. All this, I don't know if he died from. Yeah, he died from that. It's like the fucking dude that lost his skin. I would still recommend that people get the back. You need the shit smacked out of you. 
clown-ass cracker. The fuck you mean you'd still recommend people get the back and you fucked off, lost all the skin on your body and your legs all swollen up and all kinds of shit. That's pure stupidity. And them is the motherfuckers that need to be dead because they in the fucking way, man. They need to die. Get out the way. What are you, what's your life? What are you even breathing air for? Anybody got anything else? This shit got me fired up. I hate it when people be acting stupid, man. Especially in the system of white racism. You know these devils been trying to kill us for years. And they have actually been fucking successful. In some cases. Because although we still got higher birth rates, all of that, that's great. But there have been some warriors and some gods and goddesses who have died in the process. And those deaths have yet to be avenged. And we still want to act stupid like this system isn't trying to wipe us completely the fuck off, off the map. They're showing you every day. They're, gonna, they're willing to go give Asians fucking money. They're willing to go give undocumented immigrants money. But they won't give our black asses what they fuck they owe. And guess what? At this point, fuck their fiat currency. We need our planet back. So they need to go ahead and die the fuck off. We need our planet back. And karma is that bitch that it wasn't on time, but that bitch will reach their fucking address, and it is on a daily. It's reaching their fucking address. That's why that bitch-ass cracker Gates is trying to fucking blow sawdust on the goddamn sun to block it out because he knows them crackers is dying. They will pay for their fucking sins. They will pay for all of them. I just hope I'm here to see that shit. And these bitch-ass niggas, these Negro peons who want to make excuses for these devils, they need to die right along with them. Because even if the crackers wasn't here, we still got these Negro peons with a Negro peon, Europeanized-ass mindset that we would have to deal with. We have to get all of them motherfuckers out the way. Period. I'm getting up out of here, fam. D, if you want to take over, you can. I'm up, though. Thank you, brother. Peace, brother, man. Keep doing the work. Keep doing the work, brother. Yes. Right here with you. Peace, God. Peace, God, man. Appreciate the jewels, man. I, I'm, I might keep it open for a second if some other folks want to add, but I'll probably be out of here soon after that, G. Okay, I'll let you keep it open. Peace, love, and light. I love you all. Be safe. I got work to do. Love you, Much love, Peace, God. Thank you. Thank you. Peace Thank and you, love. Thank you, Stephanie. Peace and love. Yeah, hey, brother Kareem, you did make some good points, man. I, I wanted to kind of uh, touch on what was said about, um, you know, actually, actually, I think Yurima actually just touched on this too. But the thing is, you know, the way that we're fa- the way that our plight is phased out, it's like they use anything to try to throw like a subliminal jab to say this is the new fight, this is the new civil rights, like this is the new, the biggest um, civil rights issue of our time and shit like that. And so it really is all the way, all the way to the point to where it's almost like they they shrugging their shoulders now with shit. We ain't got to worry about niggas no more. They know the void. We we just got to we just remove, remove them from the conversation, you know, act like they don't even exist. And that's kind of what's happening now. Um, all this stop Asian hate and, and the transgender shit and everything. It really is just a ploy to to dismiss our plight completely, so that you know, as history is be, being written. Um, these are going to be times that they're going to, you know, act as if racism ceases to exist and things like that. Um, and this is actually going to be the beginning of 
what they consider to be the end of our ability to even have a voice, you know? Um, but we know better. We know otherwise, you know what I'm saying? And, and the, the bottom line is we need to just be louder. We need to be louder, more aggressive and more, uh, forthcoming with what it is that we know needs to be done. Anybody else in the audience want to step up? Anybody got anything to add? Um, as you want folks to pop up, man, I, I would definitely say we, and we got to focus on on that work. You know, we got we got to focus on that work too. It's like you know, on on both ends. They say you know, uh, they say both ends, and so we we need to, the voice as we continue to do, and and we need to be working behind the scenes. And you know, as Dave has said, and I, as I was listening to him to him build. Um, you know, we, we, we got to know what, what our agenda is, right? Like, what's our interest? And just yeah. our interest, like nobody else's, right? They talk about special interest groups, special interest groups. The yeah. whole, and, 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 and the whole purpose of, of politics, Dr. Claude Anderson says it, says it best, right? He, he explains how, what exactly what we need to do. And so the other part when you were building about earlier, you know, our, our people have done the work. Part of our problem is, you know, we've we've fallen victim, right? We've fallen victim. I, I call it, we call it in righteous minds, the power ten of communication. And we've fallen victim to it, and we've we've fallen victim victim to it consistently now for the past. At least we'll say where it, it's doubled down and tripled down, you know, since the Black Power movement, and you know they went super duper hard after that because mm-hmm. they saw where we were on and the communication had to change. But that that power ten, and you got to think about. It. I'm, I'm gonna name the ten if anybody's interested, right? And and it's it's absolutely crazy, but we tune into these things. And so the message that we that we receive, it always it disconnects us from our interests and what our interests are supposed to be. And so we got to be really, really on it as we go forward. We keep the noise up and the background doing the work. And that interest got to be, we got to block some of this, this stuff out or create institutions that are for our interests. You know, and and listen to our people, our scholars. We got the damn blueprint. Amos Wilson wrote like a thousand-page book, Blueprint for Black Power. And blueprint, and blueprint <laughs> for Black Power is is, I mean, essentially, it's 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 Garvey. You know what I'm saying? It's Garvey. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. So 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 before him, we had Garvey, and then Elijah Muhammad, right? Who got Gar is, is Garveyism? Also yeah, I mean, Garvey. Listen, Garveyism. Garvey is the god. Right. If you want to start, and if you want to, even when you want to start with your children, if people ever wonder, like, how do you start having these conversations with your children? Start with Marcus Garvey. Right. right. Start with Marcus Garvey. It's the plainest writing that you will read. Right. Black nationalism, Pan Africanism is really clear. It is the one thing that influenced every movement, every modern movement that we hear about. Every modern leader that we hear about all came out of Garvey. Well, see, that's and that's the difference is that if you if you pay attention the same way, if you look at a tree, how a tree starts out with the trunk, 
and then it branches off and then each of those branches branch off each yes. of those branches branch off and so what you have is you know the, the it, it contains the same substance but of much less quali- quality yes um and so it's like you know garvey being the tree trunk and you got these different movements the further you get out the more watered down the movement although there's a hint of yeah. something that garvey initiated you know so now we to a point where you know that that same aggressive militant energy has been redirected with you know under the banner of black lives matter and i'm talking about <laughs> the masses i mean obviously there's still those of us who you know still hold down the the, the real plight of what you know what garvey stood for but you know now you see rbg colors and you can't even try it because you know you're dealing with some some weak ass hands up don't shoot type shit you know but the Yo, issue is that at the time at garvey's time my, my fault g in, in garvey's time it was different he was a pioneer of this type of a movement you know and so it was it was a different type of effort you know when it came down to bringing the masses on board you know because this was something that's it, it was like a completely wow idea like whoa you saying all of us you know, to have the power to, to make these types of moves in such a short period of time in terms of formulating the government, the military, a, a, a shipping line, a fucking freight line, a, a newspaper, all these different institutions that was able to be created. Um, and people were able to see that type of power for the first time um, in, in, in this Western society. Um, and so now the difference is that over time, things have been able to be divided and, and segmented and you know compartmentalized to the point where you got so many different segments of what people think it means to be black and what people think the black plight is you know for most most people now because of the the status quo and you know the mass media most people now automatically when they think of the black plight they equate that shit with feminine men and shit like that you know what i'm saying and 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 you know, transsexuals and all that type of shit because the media has interwoven those two plights as if they are both one and the same, you know. And so while we can say, you know, that Garvey got the blueprint, but it's it'll never be able to be implemented implemented in that same way. It'll never be able to, to happen that way again um, because of the fact that we're, it's, it's too many different segments of us. We, we're not, we're not... Uh, <clears throat> we're not open to that type of a unifying ideology um, without throwing in the other differences first, because we put those things before we put, you know, we, we put those things ahead of being black. And so that's, that's pretty much where we are. Those of us who understand what the blueprint is, um, which, you know, before I close the room out, I'm going to just say, you know, of course we can talk about what black people need to do and this should happen. And, you know, we got to understand this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's all real. I'm a firm believer of needing to talk it while we walk it. So I'm not even, I'm not knocking the fact that we having these conversations, but you know, there's substance behind the shit that we be talking about, which is why I started fucking with Yarima's message. Cause I see that behind the scenes, he really about some shit, you know? And so, all of those things that we know we need to do. One, yes, there's a blueprint for it. Two, there are people right now who are spearheading those movements and, and getting us back to that place where that's these kind of conversations um, can manifest themselves into you know our physical reality. So that's where we at with it. So, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and shut down Kareem. Appreciate you rocking out. Yeah, uh, everybody else in the room, I appreciate y'all rocking out. Um, 
for real. Uh, and so keep doing the work. Let's everybody, most definitely, G. And everybody, um, support the Unity Walk. You know what I'm saying? Let's not just jump up here just to right. listen to this man and, and try to soak up what he's giving us. Let's get some of that energy back and recognize that this is something for all of us to invest in because we all need the space, you know, a safe space and, and a place that we can, you know, develop these drama, trauma-free communities. So support the Unity Walk, y'all. For real, for real. Just jump up there and throw a few dollars in the mix and cash out your ring. Um, and uh, Kareem, again, appreciate you, G. Everybody. Appreciate you, man. Y'all be good. Be safe, everybody. And, you know, and keep doing what you got to do, man. Much Peace love, out. G. Much love. Peace. Peace, family. Look it up. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby 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 Ashby